Welcome to Crest, everybody. Producer Dodge here with our first episode since we covered the Welsh Championships from Llantwit way back in the spring. No excuse for our absence other than Tom's just had his house renovated and I have a young baby, so we've just been too busy and Crest had to temporarily take a back seat. Anyway, we're sure that lots of you will have been watching the live webcast of the recent European QS event from the Boardmasters at Fistral Beach in Cornwall and will have heard Tom on the mic commentating. Well, when he wasn't commentating, he managed to take 40 minutes to sit down with Portuguese charger Yolanda Hopkins. This was recorded before the semi-final, so they briefly discuss her hopes for the remainder of the event. However, as you probably already know, she went on to win it. Also, stay tuned at the end of the show for an update on where the Welsh and British surfers stand after the first four QS events of the 23-24 season. Now, without further ado, we bring you the ladies' 2023 Boardmasters champion, Yolanda Hopkins. Here we are, we're actually in the commentary booth here now, so I know that producer Dodd, if he hasn't already moaned to you guys at home, is going to be having kittens about what we've done with the audio. We've just chucked a couple of condenser mics on some pillows, but we've sat down because we've managed to catch Yolanda for a very quick hour in between uh, free surfing in pretty deadly looking waves. I'm going to try to describe them in a minute. Uh, and um, Rob. He's off elsewhere on site. He might join us very briefly later. I don't know. But in the meantime, I'm going to be joined as a, a guest co-host on this one by Millie Phillips from Boardmasters. How are you doing, Millie? Hello. Thank you for having me. Oh, it's a pleasure. We, we, uh, we went and caught uh, a little bit of music last night, didn't we? We did indeed. We saw a little bit of Lord together, and, didn't we? Yeah, and then did you walk off to... Um, did you go and catch Cypress Hill after I that? I did, yes. My... Uh AirPods went straight in, it was very loud. Oh, is it? Yeah, very good to watch. Ah, cool. So, yeah, I'm gonna, a big thanks to Yolanda Hopkins for joining us uh, on this one. Producer Dodd, I don't doubt, will have uh, done a little bit of an intro to who Yolanda is, but thanks so much. We really appreciate your time this morning, Yolanda. No, thank you for having me. I would love to do this kind of stuff, and it's going to be fun. And you just went surfing, you just did a dorney in, like, what? <laughs> What, what do you call it in Portugal? I'm going to call that ten, uh, ten, it's ten foot onshore fistral? Uh, ten foot onshore fistral mush. That's <laughs> yeah, cool. Yeah. So, welcome back to Pool Masters. Thank you. This is what, your fifth Pool Masters now? Yeah, about fourth or fifth, yeah. How's this trip going for you? Well, I can't complain, can I? <laughs> <laughs> I've been having some pretty good scores. I mean, I feel like I have, still haven't like put all of my serving out there, or been in the best ways. But I, there's there's hope for the future, for the future. And um, yeah, I always love coming here. Yeah. Do you ever go up to the festival site, or you just face down? No, no. I always stick around. Like with my, I stay at my aunt's best friend's house, um, and they're really cozy family. They really help me out getting around. But I manage just beach. House, house, beach, not yeah. much in between. It's the best place to be, for yeah, sure. For sure. How's your season going? Um, it started really good. Mm -hmm. I, re I, I won the 3000, QS 3000 Morocco, and then I, I became European champ, and I had the chance to get a wild card into Panish and actually <laughs> beat Chris and get fifth place on that. So that was an amazing start. And then I went to the challenges. I mean, I got a couple of results, but not exactly what I wanted. I'm still hoping to pick up at the end of the season, but we only have two comps left, so I really hope to make a statement in the last few. 
So for the uh, for the benefit of the listener, yeah, we're going to talk about uh, Chris for a little bit down the line. Um, we are interviewing Yolanda in between the round of 16 and the semi-finals and you, you blew up last no, night. No, round of 16 and quarterfinals. And quarterfinals. Oh, there's a possible tweak to the draw where it might be going four to four <laughs> person heats. Okay. So we don't know if it's going to be a quarter or a semi. Right they'll, right they'll call that based on how long they need left. So we're, Yolanda blew up pretty well yesterday. Now obviously at the time of this going out, Yolanda's either going to be like over the moon because she's defended her title or she's going to be like thoroughly pissed off because <laughs> the result doesn't come together and she'll be deeply regretting that podcast morning <laughs> and that that will have made all the difference. So, Animal clothing is designed for adrenaline seekers, surfers and adventurers. Discover organic cotton t-shirts, hoodies and recycled board shorts as well as wetsuits, changing robes and dry bags for long days at the beach. Explore the full collection at animal.co.uk or visit one of our animal stores. So Yolanda, you, you, you're coming from Portugal, growing up in Portugal. Um, can I just ask a little bit about, you know, where your kind of background, um, you, where in Portugal you're from originally, um, at, you know, at what age you first came across the sea and things like that? Um, well, it's a bit of a long story then. Um, we don't mind those, you're not impressed. <laughs> um, I started, so I'm from the south of Portugal, in Algarve. I was born in Faro. Uh, my dad, fully Portuguese, really short, like beer belly Portuguese guy. Um, my mum is actually Welsh. Right. But Do you know where she's from in Wales? Bridgend. Bridgend? Yeah. Oh, wow. Um, and my whole, that side of the family, my grandma and granddad were all Welsh. So you spent time in Bridgend? No, I've never been to Wales. No, oh, no way. Oh, you'll have to go to Bridgend. Yeah, I have to go at some time. I, I live six miles away from Bridgend. Really? Yeah, there's waves down there. We'll, we'll sort you out with some point breaks. Pat, I'm a pretty good friend with Pat and Ali, but they've been like... Get, trying to get me to go there, but the cold is just not 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 getting me there. But yeah, I started I started in the south of Portugal. Um, no, my family's got no relation to the surf at all. Um, I've always been really connected to the ocean. My dad was a fisherman and all that, and um, he used to have a house in the south. Uh, in one of the islands and I used to always be on boats and swimming all the time. I, I think I learned to swim about one or two years old. I was really young really? and always been in the sea and just messing and so, about. And so would these have been the beaches near Faro? Yeah, you... yeah, yeah. In the beaches, is there's a place just next to it called, called Olhão and um, there's an island really close which is called um, Angaj. Yeah. And my dad used to have a boat and we used to go pretty much every weekend and then in the summer I used to spend the whole summer there with him and just do the the craziest stuff um, my dad definitely adventurous and when did you first surf then stand up on a surf um, when I was eight years old actually it was a, a weird story so I was in third grade and my sister's eight years older than me and she was like I don't know about 11th or 12th grade in Portugal and she had a, a gym teacher and I had a gym teacher two different ones and they both asked us the same day if we wanted to go and try this new project because it was the first surf school they were about to do in, in about where I was where I lived. And uh, they're like, oh, you girls are very athletic. Do you want to try it? I was like, yeah, we love the sea. And then at the same day, we went both to ask our parents if we could try in the next weekend. And that's kind of how I started out. But first they gave me a bodyboard. I was got really upset. I was like, oh, yeah, the kids stay in the shore in like, use these bodyboards to just 
mess about. And then I was like, no, I did that for five minutes. I was like, I don't want that. So I threw the bodyboard away. I swam all the way out and asked one of the, the teachers to put me on top of the board. And yeah, I popped up straight away and didn't even teach me how to get up. I was really surprised. But yeah, and somebody took a picture of that wave oh, and wow. actually ended up in the van of that surf school for like 15 years or something. I was like this big. <laughs> I was oh, tiny. So I was about to ask you when you realised you were good at surfing, but it seems like that was straight away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, kind of thing. I was just like, I popped up and I remember realising this, this is amazing. This is the best yeah. thing ever. Because I had done like football and tennis and swimming. I love, love sports, but that one just, just clicked me. I just got attached straight away. And um, then, of course, you realise you're really good. It took some time. I mean, I knew I was quite good for my age. I started beating a couple of the girls quite quick. Uh, but then I got a bit stagnated. I couldn't really find, find a coach that could help me evolve that much. But then I found my coach, the coach that I have now, and we just made such a big progress right. from then on. And you're uh, growing up down there in the Algarve then, so you'd be looking up to, I suppose, Marlon probably? Yeah, Marlon, uh, we had uh, the Mozingo brothers as well. Yeah. And Marlon would have often had Goni Zubizarreta surfing with him. Yeah. And um, was, is, is Patricia Lopez from that area as well? I think. Maybe. I, I, uh, there was this girl called Cathy Cardoz. Okay. Yeah. She used to be really good and she was the girl that I used to look up to. Yeah. Oh, amazing. And then things kind of progress from there. You start picking up some results in Portugal. I'm told that from quite a young age you had a reputation for doing floaters on huge closeout sections. <laughs> It's been my like signature turn for quite a while. I mean, I, d I don't think I don't show much fear, and um, I just love those sections. If I could, that's all I could do, I just do it all the time. We've got, uh, by the way, some of the guys from WSL are setting up a bit of uh, audio and uh, visual stuff around us for the. the there's an intention to try and uh, webcast a bit later. So uh, if you hear a bit of noise in the background, that's. Uh, Timmy Aylett from Wales actually is doing uh, some of the technical stuff and John John, and, uh, the Basque fella who, who runs all their uh, techie stuff. So th those are some of the noises you might hear in the background here. And, uh, and then things kind of suddenly go stratospheric. Um, and, and I remember my first awareness of you was during the ISA World Games in El Salvador. And of course, COVID had happened not long before that. Yeah. People haven't really been out. And I'd gone upstairs to do my kids' bedtime, and I came back downstairs, and my partner Breach was like, "Oh my God, there was this woman just then. Have you ever heard of her? She's got like a name that's not really very Portuguese, <laughs> and she just went absolutely crazy in uh, I think it was Big Zunzal because we'd been to we'd been to Zunzal years before, so mm. you were on the Zunzal peak. Yeah. It must have been one of the early rounds, and you'd absolutely smashed it up." And then obviously I'm a bit of a geek for the surf stats, so I'm suddenly like reaching for the, for looking up who you are. And then we, we cheered you like every heat all the way through and it was getting closer and closer. You got, so you got an ISA runner up in that contest. Was that, you know, what, yeah, what was in your mind in that contest? I mean, just the whole thing was a bit out of this world. I, I, first of all, I wasn't even aware of the possibility to Olympic qualification then. I was just like, oh yeah, let's catch some waves, let's compete a bit. And um, I remember the, the heat you were talking about. I think I got like 
a couple of eights or did, two, yeah. a couple of, a seven and eight. It was a good heat and it, the waves were just bombing and it was so good. But the whole comp, I just, I just had this thing about me. I just loved the wave and I just kept going at it and going at it and then I I had the chance to actually beat Steph in really big surf. It was amazing. And it was. And it didn't matter if you were in the big long rights of Zanzal or those horrible dumpy lefts of La Bocana. Yeah, it was all didn't matter. Didn't matter. I mean, I love rights and lefts, but I actually you, love... You carry on, Timmy. Don't worry. If you need to get in there, you do it. <laughs> Timmy, you want to say hello to Crest? I'm not. I'm okay. You just heard the elusive voice of Timmy Ayler, guys. So, so you kept going. Do you know the number of heats you went through in that event? Um, I, I don't. I'm not about to say. I, I have no idea. So I know I stayed in the main round the entire time. So I would say about maybe seven or eight heats. Okay. Think about because I think there's about fourteen in the record charge. But I'm not hundred percent sure. Oh, okay. But it will be quite a few heats for. A comp, well, those kind of comps are massive. There are many people out there. And, and Millie was looking at me then as if she thought I was about to tell you the answer to that. <laughs> I figured you knew. You uh, yeah, no, well, I don't know. It's probably look up a ball, but yeah, there we go. And now you qualified for the Olympics? Uh, the, the 20, I, I qualified for the 2020 Tokyo ones. Yeah. Which I. In, in that event, yeah. In that yeah. event. Um, I almost had Steph. I came second, but I almost had. Um, it was oh yeah, so Sally, Sally Fitzgibbons won the event, yeah, didn't she? Yeah, yeah. You were runner-up. We're really good mates, and she was like, "Oh, if you finish those turns, because I I fell twice on the my finishing turns, which is not very known for me. Yeah. But the the wave was just bending in a weird way, and I can actually just land it on the flats. But she was like, "Oh, if you landed that, I would have been so done." And I was like, "Yeah, you would have. <laughs> yeah, you would have. It would have been like really. It would have been amazing just to bring that prize for Portugal. I mean, I'm very patriotic, but um, it was just an amazing event and took me to the Olympics, and that was an, another amazing experience as well. Yeah, tell, tell us about the Olympics then, because we spoke to Llewellyn Whitaker mm -hmm. on this podcast in the sort of week or two before and he was in the hotel with Leon Glatzer they had to quarantine in Germany before going to Tokyo I did not do that I did have to do like four COVID tests before I go well supposedly you do three and then our flight got cancelled or delayed from Portugal so I had to do another one which is you know an amazing experience um, <laughs> is that like the most nervous you've ever been looking uh, at a COVID test? You know, you know what, it was during the ISAs, my team messed with me because we were in this pool in our hotel and we, it was really, I was going really good, I was just like, I think I had like quarters and semis to go and I was like, okay, ready, I'm ready to go, this is going really good, a couple more heats and I qualify for the Olympics and this, they said, so we, we had to do a couple, every couple of days we had to do tests, uh, COVID tests in the ISAs and they were like, so we got the results and um, there's a, a couple, one girl and two boy, uh, a staff and a boy that's got COVID. We don't know what's happening. And they carry out this joke for like 45 minutes. Oh. And it's me with my heart down because Silvana Lima, she, she got COVID. So she, she wasn't able to compete at all. And I was like, well, this, all my career is just going down. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna start crying or something because this is horrible. And then after like 50 minutes, they're like, you know, we were joking. I was like, dude, 
You guys don't know. That, that's carrying a, a COVID joke way too long. That was dreadful. Savage. Yeah, that was <laughs> horrible. But then it wasn't too bad in the Olympics. We had a couple of tests before we went. And then we, we had to do like weird spit tests every day, which is, is less invasive, but still really annoying. We had to give like spit to the guys there every day just to make sure we weren't contaminated. First time in Japan? Second. Second. I, I went to the ISAs in 2019 as well. Oh, and when they had, uh, it, they had it in the Miyazaki, right? Miyazaki, in yeah. Right when when uh, Sofia Milanovic yeah, won, won it, yeah. beating everybody. Yeah. Actually, it was the first like head on head I had with Carissa, was then. I almost beat her as well. I um, almost made out of the turn. I needed like a. She had a couple of sevens. I think I had a six and a seven, and I needed another seven. Yeah. And um, just missed out by a couple, like half a point or something. Oh, but that's, that was the first time we actually went head to head. And did, did, did you get much chance to meet Carissa at that point when you surfed against her in the world? We did, we did meet a bit and we did talk and she was getting coached by Brett Simpson at the time oh, yeah. a bit. And uh, he, he started this nickname of me because I went at that heat so hard so he started calling me Smasher. So, so Simpo called you Smasher? Yeah, that's his nickname for me. Okay. Every time he sees me, he just calls me Smasher. Yeah. yeah that, was, that was pretty awesome. I started straight away out there. And then I saw him at the Olympics again, and he's like, oh, we've got to be careful of the Smasher. Ah, yeah. But Brett, did you, um, Brett Simpson's dad, by the way, is a proper, like, frother. He's an ex-NFL. Really? I think he's a linebacker, or, you know, like the guys in the front row that just yeah, go, yeah, yeah. like that. And, uh, so uh, yeah, when 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 Simpo was on tour, they used to be like re everyone used to be afraid of Bill Simpson. You know, if you gave if you gave him the wrong score, um, I did not know about. So you got on. So so Carissa spoke to you a little bit at that point. Yeah, yeah, we just had a little chat. Not anything huge, but it was just a little chat. But you, you must have not been too respectful though, because if you're trying to beat it. <laughs> respectful out of the water they're not in the water everything changes 2019 that's four years ago right so mm -hmm. you're still young enough then to have like favorite surfers and idols and yeah. things like that Carissa, 100%, <laughs> yeah but I didn't care I when I went in the water I wanted to be a, a, a doesn't matter who it is so what did that mean to you when you did finally oh it was literally like the best moment of my career <laughs> I mean I love Steph um, and being uh, in the United States was incredible but having this actual one-on-one -on -one, being in my home turf and having all this crowd cheering for me and actually beating the world champion so th this is your wild card into the MEO yeah. pro uh, Portugal in Finish, in yeah, yeah yeah and you'd surfed with her in the seeding round hadn't you yeah 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 she the people have told me I didn't exactly agree completely but people have told me that she got a little bit pushed but I, I, I don't think per se but I still passed that heat with her but it's really weird the seedings they do in the, the CT I never noticed that actually she's the highest rank and because I'm a wildcard I'm the lowest rank and we always match together if we both pass we always match together John John's popping in to say hello Hi, hello. Hi, how are you? Yeah so, well we, we've done well here we've captured the noise, the sounds of Timmy Aylett and the sounds of John John. So, uh, all good. All good, all good. We don't want to disturb you guys. Yes. Just sorry, the camera. But disturb away, my friend. It's cool. Okay. We do apologise. We're just, we're just hearing about beating Carissa Moore. <laughs> oh, you can hear, by the way, the sound of Fistral Beach as the door is open. Oh yeah, there's a bit of surf out there, isn't there? <laughs> Definitely, you can hear it. So at this point, 
Car Carissa obviously now knows that you're a threat. Yeah, she knows, and she's actually way nicer than I would ever be if I lost against the <laughs> She sent me a really nice message straight after saying, like, really happy for me and, like, all my, um, all my journey, and she was really happy that I was the one who ruined her run because she was just, she got two firsts in a second before, like, we came across or something like that. And, um, yeah, she was super, she was had a really good... Um, feeling for me in the comp and it was yeah. just a, such a sweet message. In that heat, when Carissa Moore needs like a 7 or 717 or 707 or something like that and she takes off about two minutes before the end. Now from, from, from the beach you can see that she's not going to get it. She does a big like layback snap, one maneuver. Yeah. You're out in the water. You hear her take off, you know she needs to, like, how do you feel at that point? Um, I mean, if anybody's going to do it, it's Carissa, right? Um, I was like, she had priority, there was nothing I could do, really. And uh, the wave looked okay, but it didn't look, like, proper gnarly, and just seemed like the judges were giving more scores for the gnarlier waves. That's where I got my, my score, and uh, I, I kind of saw the wave, and man, she needed to do an air or something to get, like, a score that high. I thought at the time, but I obviously always that little doubt in you because yeah. I can see from the front, like you said. But I had that little little hope on me that that wave was not good enough, and then I just maintained priority and covered it for the last two minutes after. Wow! And then the countdown. Did this is incredible. What 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 feels better when winning? You know, a QS, hearing that countdown, or hearing the countdown, you've just beaten Chris and all. Let's think. I mean, because I was in my home turf and everybody was there, definitely beating Chris, I reckon. But in general, maybe in another place, it would have been incredible, but not maybe not as good as winning a comp. How many times have you watched the heat back on TV? Be honest. <laughs> um, I mean, I'm not that self-obsessed. <laughs> oh, I would be. <laughs> I've seen a few times. I say about eight to ten times. Okay. And I don't think that's a lot. That's pretty modest. Considering, like, no, I think I've watched more heats that I lost than heats that I won. Really? Yeah. Well, you always have something to learn, especially the ones you lose. The ones you win, yeah, you make some mistakes, but you won anyway, so you'll be a bit easy on yourself. John John has just opened the window to run a wire out. The noise of that onshore wind that you're going to be going out into in an hour or two. Oh my goodness me. It's, it's normal for down here, isn't it, Minnie? Absolutely. It's lovely. It's a bit weather. Yeah. So, we, you spent quite a bit of time before with us. Have you got family down here? Uh, yeah, I got family in Devon. Yeah. So they always they always come to see me. Uh, Devon is still a bit far away, so yeah. I can exactly stay at their place and then drive here every day. Especially because I like to be out in the dark <laughs> and be the first one out. So it wouldn't quite work yeah, out. Yeah. What time did you get out this morning? Uh, it was like twenty past five or something. Yeah. <laughs> most most were. I had a friend watching in the cams. Is like, dude, that just looks rubbish. Why are you going in? <laughs> And I was like, oh, I just, you know, got to train, got to try it. I, I remember last year as well when it was six inches and stiff offshore <laughs> and too high. And you were in there. I was in there, yeah, yeah, yeah. I had 
plenty of fun last year. It was I don't great. Know where, where everybody's talking about I, those rubbish waves. I went in there just after you as well. It's like I, I surf a lot of terrible waves because I'm always like calling them and then yeah, <laughs> the best surf. I'm up here, and but I, I had a lot of time for that. I was yeah. like, this, this is, I, I really like that. You just, you surf all the time. I surf all the time. I think. Surfer, you need to be versatile in all conditions. So you need to like actually surf everything, from like onshore tiny to onshore big to to perfect small and perfect big. I mean, everything in between. You just need to try try everything. Otherwise, you won't be a very well-rounded surfer. And do you enjoy surfing difficult waves, small waves? I mean, I think I I, I thrive on that stuff. I. Yeah. Especially if it's big and gnarly, I always find that little section that I can do those lip line re-entries that I like. Yeah. Um, and when it's small, I reckon I can push myself a bit more, uh, my surfing a bit more progressive and do stuff that I normally wouldn't do in just like perfect J-Bay waves. Yeah, okay, cool. And this event, Boardmasters, is quite an important, well, quite a, it's close to your heart. Not yeah. perhaps in the same way as the ISAs, the Olympics, <laughs> or, or the, the Mayo Pro Portugal might be, but... Um, it is, it is. I've, I've, I love just the, the feeling when I come here. Just, I think even the people that arrange the comp, the organisation, the people actually competing, the people at the beach not even involved in the comp, they just bring such a good vibe for this comp that... When we're actually competing, I see loads of people with water by their knees, like trying to watch what's happening and always clapping for pretty much everybody that actually has a wave. And it's just something you kind of, you feel a, a bit like I felt in Panish, you feel a bit in some of the specific comps like uh, the Open in Huntington, but you don't have many comps like that. People sometimes don't get as involved as they do here, and I think. Mm. It's just a very commune place. It just feels very, very nice. And it was your debut WSL my, victory. Yeah, my first QS event win. Yeah, it was actually straight after I won my first na national title. I came straight from Portugal after winning it. And I came here with a winning vibe and I won it because the year before I got second, I was like, that's not happening again. So <laughs> I came yeah. here full on and I just wanted to win it. And it was such a good start for my career in the QS events. And since then, you, you won this the year after, then you won Anglet? Then I won the Anglet 3000, then I Morocco. Morocco 3000, yeah. So, so. you started picking up a few of those? Yeah, a few, a few European comps has been nice. Now, now I'm trying to get to the challenger level. Yeah. I mean, I love coming here and I love doing the European leg and stuff. It's so fun and actually competing against the even people from your same country or even people just from like really well warm surface from France and Spain and even England. Um, but yeah, I would like to reach the next level and win a Challenger. Yeah. Is Challenger a harder event than a CT almost? I, I actually find it is actually more challenging because <laughs> yeah. you've got so many good surfers that they're good like overall. Obviously, in, in the CT, I think you got way more surfers, a bit more got the the little little extra thing on them. But I don't know if they're as consistent as the challenger surfers. The challenger surfers, they they're so hungry to get to the CT that is is actually really difficult. I have, was having a chat with uh, Sally because when I went to Australia for the first challenger, she just 
got cut off the CT. So she was on the yeah. Yeah, she and she's leading the, now, isn't she? This yeah, year. she's leading. She's she's going really good, but she was feeling so down because my coach's brother lives right in a village right next to her. So I went and we meet, met up and went for a surf, and we we're having like a really nice chat. And um, yeah, she was like, "Dude, I'm so down." It's like. I had a really bad year the year before and I changed loads of stuff and I felt really good and I came out and it's the same result and it's just like trying to get head back set on the challenges really hard and she was like oh I actually find the challenges way harder than CT. Yeah. I was like yeah I totally agree with you but now she's there killing it. Yeah. It was a really a really modest answer that she gave me and uh, it was a really nice chat. And can you can you just tell us you're here now we've had the juniors in the water as well, the Mystic Junior Girls yesterday, they took to it at the same time as I you I saw, guys. I saw it. Who's been standing out to you in, in junior surfing from what you've seen? Um, I mean, I've met a couple of junior girls, especially from around here. Um, I know Belle quite good, Belle. Belle Batridge? Yeah, she came, she went to do um, a junior camp with the British team in Portugal and I was actually around and I was surfing with them and um, she actually reminds me a lot of me. Oh, when cool. I was younger, so it was yeah, it was uh, it was really nice to see that, and um, I think she's got very good potential. And there's a couple younger girls like uh, I know also um, Beth Beth and David. I'm good friends with her, with her parents, and I've seen her grown up. When yeah. I got pictures in her, with her when she was like oh. tiny. She was just eliminated yesterday. Yeah, really I know. Close. She was really sad, and I was so sad for her because she was she was trying out and giving her all, but. It's sometimes I I told her you get way more losses than you get wins and you have to deal with it. It's not it's not ever gonna be just sunshine sunshine and flowers. You're yeah. gonna have those really really bad days. And um, we we are a, a whale. Oh sorry, go on. You were gonna say something. I was else. just gonna say Georgie as well. She she was really nice and I think she's got potential as well. And uh, we are we are a whales based podcast. Mm -hmm. um, we we love Alice. You love Alice. Millie, you love Alice too, don't you? Oh, yeah. And um, I think Alice yesterday, I think Alice had the heat of her career yesterday. Mm. I don't know how much you saw of it because you were in the one before you or you two before? Two before. I actually saw the highlights just this morning yeah. and uh, she made a quite nice junction. It reminded me of me. I was like, whoa, Ali, you're going <laughs> for it. Um, I, didn't, I didn't actually see the heat. I was, um, I was doing other stuff, but super happy she's a really good friend of mine I mean, we're we're really close i actually met her here as well right. she was i she went against me in one of the first rounds when she was younger and i think somebody introduced it and said that she was like my biggest fan at the time and she was like also like a baby i think that was 2019 i think right. so and uh yeah since then we've been chatting we've been hanging out she's a really close friend of mine and um she, she took down ariana Cho yesterday. yeah i know i saw that it's a big upset yeah i mean they both went through but you know it was yeah, it yeah. Was... no ariana didn't get through oh didn't she no i don't oh, think did, so did knock her out yeah i oh, think ariana didn't go through i'm not 100 yeah. percent sure because the site has been a bit weird yeah um <clears throat> but yeah i didn't i didn't see the heat but i saw that wave and it looked it looked like a nice wave it was like something that I haven't seen Alice do yeah. that often. And so you're, you've also got Bridgend Roots, mm -hmm. which is going to really make some of our listeners struggle because <laughs> Bridgend, the Welsh for Bridgend, by the way, is Pennabond. 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 Oh. Yeah. In fact, it's very simple. You think about the word pond, like a bridge. You okay. And pen is head, so it's head of the bridge, Pennabond, bridge end. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
And and then another Welshie that you're really friendly with is Pat yeah. Langdon Dark. He he's uh, spent quite a lot of time with you, and he yeah, he has. He, he came and trained even with my coach for a while, and um, I mean, I think he's got great potential as well. He's he's definitely the definition of a hard worker. He's he's not he's not taking shortcuts, and uh, I think he's got an amazing surf. And if he puts it in the right place, he he's gonna. I think he's gonna go places. Oh, nice, amazing. I think, Millie, you wanted to ask Yolanda about something before we finish. Yeah, so I'm just looking at your Instagram here. Um, caption on one of your last po posts is, go big or go home. This time, I went home. <laughs> <laughs> oh, was yeah, that? that was funny. Because that was, that was pretty much after the, the, the CT in Portugal. And I had my interview. And um, Stab Magazine, like, killed me on it. Cause they were like, oh, we don't know if she's like Dutch or like South African. And then she went for full inner city London with Go Big or Go Mini. And oh. then so when I came to that interview, I was just like, oh, well, I said that. So this time I did go home after beating Carissa this time. I just went for barrels, two big barrels and didn't make it out of them. So I went home and I thought it was a, quite a funny statement. Uh, I, I, think, I think it captures... Uh, a humility um, but I also I, I love how you know you know all your stats you know who you've beaten who you haven't beaten you know and you, so so behind that you know you, you're really humble and you, you you're kind and warm but you I want to beat everybody <laughs> <laughs> just say what's, what's the real what, thing what does it mean to boardmasters to have Yolanda continually come in here really absolutely love it you've been here longer than I have now it's great to see you come back each year I love coming and giving something to to watch, like, they have a show, <laughs> people are just here at the beach, they, they want to watch something, yeah, sure, I'll show you, I'll show you something. Well, go, go big or go home. Yolanda, when, when, when we're commentating you later, I'll be as impartial as I can be, but I'm going to just whisper it in secret, I want you to go big, <laughs> and I want you to stick it, so we're going to be rooting for you. I appreciate that, man, and thank you for having me in the podcast. Thank you so much for your time, Yolanda. No Obrigado. Obrigado. Uh, Oh, my, my mind's gone blank as a Welsh speaker. Um, Diolchenwald. Oh, okay. That's, that's thanks. Thank you. Sure. <laughs> yeah, uh, I saw those, sure. trying all those different languages all the time. So, uh, yeah, thank you so much. R really appreciate it. And a massive thanks to you for coming, thank you, Millie, jumping well. in for a, for a bit of chat as well, Millie. Let me listen. Oh, it's been a Great. pleasure. Thank you. Cheers, guys. Um, back to you in the studio, producer Dodd, to... Tell us what's next. Full marks to Tom for managing to collar the reigning Boardmasters champion, which mostly makes up for the shambolic job he did of recording it. Hopefully I've managed to salvage it for our listeners. I know I enjoyed hearing it, and I'll be keenly watching Yolanda in upcoming Challenger Series events. As promised at the beginning, it's time for a roundup of the first four events of the European QS Tour. And what better place to start than with Yolanda herself? Well... After winning Boardmasters, she followed up with solid results in both of the 3,000-point events at Anglet and Pantene, meaning that at the time of recording, she does indeed sit atop of the European QS ratings, a position she's more than used to over the last year or so. Gower Shredder Alice Barton got second and third in Boardmasters and Lacanair respectively, meaning she's now 11th, within striking distance of a Challenger Series berth if she can just get a good result in a 3,000 too. Lucy Campbell is also inside the top 20 after doing well in Pantene. 
As for the men, seven of the eight Challenger Series spots are currently occupied by Frenchmen who skipped Newquay to wait for the 3000s to begin, with the only outlier being men's Boardmasters winner Kai Odriozola. Alas, there are no British men in the top 20, with Aaron Strong in 24th as the highest of the bunch, while Pat and Logan are in 33rd and 47th. But there's plenty of chance still to come for them to move the ratings as we know they can. Crest will now be running monthly again into the front end of 2024, so stay tuned to our social media announcements about who else is coming up. Next month, we're excited to confirm we'll be chatting to Wales's first ever world champion, Llewellyn Sponge Williams, whose incredible life story is still a work in progress. Nevertheless, what he's achieved so far has already made history, so you can hear all about it in the first Tuesday of October. Until then, good luck chasing some autumn swells, and thanks for listening. One, two,